Are you tired of scrounging YouTube and trying to find jujitsu technique videos only to be let down by stuff that doesn't work or different camera shots that you don't totally understand? Well, I have a great resource for you. TFSJujitsu.com is an online archive that has tons of different techniques from gi and no gi, from everything from submissions to defenses to takedowns. It was all put together by Jiu-Jitsu black belt Ben Tallini. His one focus in mind was to put together a large database with stuff that actually works and with good, solid content. The videos feature many different instructors from the Syracuse area, and he puts a lot of thought and consideration into putting the website together. So if you want an online resource full of great videos and great technique, of stuff that actually works, tfsjujitsu.com is your place to go. That's tfsjujitsu.com. Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome to another episode of the Corycast. This episode, I sit down and talk to my friend Jim Kearns. I've known Jim for a while, but it was nice sitting down and getting to really chat with him. He's been a new Channel 9 cameraman for the longest time and now recently works at SUNY Oswego putting together videos and content uh, for the school. If you like jiu-jitsu, you're really going to like this conversation because most of it was about his time spent at Grappler's Quest, which was one of the first tournaments here in New York that you really got a chance to, you know, compete at a higher level, uh, stuff like that. Grappler's Quest is no longer, but the really cool thing about this conversation is he got to see a lot of these big-name stars, jiu-jitsu stars today, before they got their big break. Another good thing, too, that I liked about this conversation was I've known Kearns for a long time, but this conversation really pulled back the curtain on how genuine of a person he is. And he really takes his filmography stuff seriously. It's like an art form to him. Really opened my eyes to how much of a artist Kearns is when it comes to these videos. He's a very talented individual. So without uh, further ado, here is my friend Jim Kearns. recording now jim kearns what's cracking how are you man good how are you i feel like I haven't seen i'm you. doing well doing well feels good to be back on the mats you know even if it's working with dummies you know yeah how how many days a week you've been going um <laughs> well since i got the email from ken about a uh, belt test uh hey. it's, uh yeah <laughs> it's i've been trying to get in uh four or five days a week congrats so man, that's awesome you know. four or five days a week trying you know um yeah it's uh listen it, it's yeah i'm i just turned 58 and uh 58 uh, yeah that's purple right huh you're getting that, a purple belt yeah well i mean I, i'm that's my goal i'm gonna try yeah that's amazing <laughs> um, but like five or six i can't do five or six days of like real jujitsu, you know what oh, I mean? Right, but right. working with the dummies is more like a, oh, you know, it's more like a workout, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that I can do. It's not beating on the body. Like, you know, like, like doing rounds. Yeah. Doing, yeah, open, you know, open mat constantly. Yeah. yeah. How have you, uh, have you liked adjusting to the dummies? It's, it's interesting. Um, some of the things, uh, uh, dummies are better than partners for one. You're getting every single rep. Yeah, right. You know exactly. what I mean? Like you're getting in twice as many reps. Yeah. Um, and then there's certain moves that are just like really mean moves that you know you can't really crank on a partner. Yeah, you know, right. You get to kind of crank there. You know, some chokes, short chokes, and stuff. Or yeah, I know. You know. It's it's nice. I like the the dummies that Kenny got. They're really cool. They're very like yeah. You can move them around. They're very yeah movable. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Cool. I had I, I bought so I don't know if there's the original Bubba dummy in that gym. I bought yeah. that thing in like two thousand three or four. I think it yeah, was like seven hundred dollars. Like lit it's, in the corner. It, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. He's yeah. just in 
total black. He actually came with a, a Gracie E and stuff at the time. The guy <laughs> handmade him, you really? know. Um, but uh, uh, so I, you know, I ended up donating that to the gym because um, I wasn't really training at the time. So, what uh, got you into doing jujitsu? The classic story of people my age, kind of. Yeah. Uh, I, I I moved back home to the Syracuse area in '93. Uh, and my brother-in-law at the time had taped the first two UFCs on VHS. Whoa. And he let me borrow them. I'm like, whoa, this is, I've always wanted to see like Van Damme, fought, you know, yeah. what I like, right. you know, um, the different martial arts, which one's the best, you know? And uh, so, like I say, pretty typical story. Watched the first two on VHS and then the third one came up and, uh, you know, that's when I started buying pay-per-view. So I actually saw the third one live. Whoa. Um, you saw the third yeah. one, the third UFC live. I didn't see it in person. I mean, but I, you know, pay pay per view. You know, that's I mean, crazy though. That's um, still impressive. Yeah, yeah. You bought the pay per view yeah, for so, UFC three. Yeah, that's that was insane. pretty cool. And so that would have been what that was like ninety three, ninety yeah, I think um, ninety four. Um, and just watched all the UFC. You know, just tried to watch them all while they were on TV before the dark era. And then, uh, yeah. uh, then, God, I think I. I think I bought a, you know, like a, a, a book of moves and stuff, you know, and it was from a guy who was out in Eastern New York somewhere in the Albany area. I don't remember, but I was like, wow, would I be willing to drive like two, three hours to train jujitsu? I don't know. Maybe. Damn. And then my friend was like, my friend was like, why don't you look up in Syracuse and see if there's a place? <laughs> I'm like, no, there's no place in Syracuse. Right. And looked up and saw Tai Kai and was like, oh, there is a place in Syracuse. Holy cow. So that's insane. Um, yeah, so 2002, the, uh, exactly like this time, August, September, uh, Alec and I joined Tai Kai in 2002, and uh, um, he was nine. Yeah, um, right. You know, and there wasn't much of a kids program. It was like six kids, and they were all different ages and different yeah. sizes, and, right. you know. I feel um, like if, so it was if real Kenny tough. did that now, I would just be partners with all of those kids. He would force me to be partners. <laughs> he would be. <laughs> definitely um but uh uh, uh, and then you know long story short i i kind of i was 40 when we just when we found it so um i kind of phased in and out me personally when you know had just kind of gotten divorced and you know was dating uh you know and all that kind of stuff so i just um and also i'm gonna be perfectly honest I'm not a super alpha male or anything. And back then, you know, it was the bad boy shorts and, you know, Len Sonia and those guys were some tough yeah. mofos, you know? Yeah. So I go in and I I do well for like six months and then I'd get the crap beat out of me, you know, in no gi or something. I'd be like, ah, I'm not coming back for a while or whatever. Yeah. Or I'd get hurt or whatever, you know, but, um, you know. Yeah, no, because when I started more... training, I just, I knew Alec from, uh, from Mike. I just knew that they had trained a lot together and that's how. Scooches. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, how yeah, I yeah. Uh, met yeah. your son. And when I started training, I think that was around the time that he left, left the area. So I didn't get to train with Alex for too long. Oh, you maybe did? Like a, okay. Like a solid, maybe like, uh, maybe two, three years before he left, I would say. Yeah, he was, he was real close with Mike and, and Tony, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's tough for him to move. You know, he's kind of had it hard down there because he hasn't really stuck with a gym. Um, you know, he's he's kind of gone in and out of certain yeah. of different gyms. Um, yeah, last time I talked to him, I remember so, him I mean, saying he's got the whole, like, home gym set up. Yep. That's but, cool. I mean, he is – he got his purple belt when he turned 19, so I think that's, like, seven or – eight years ago wow and he's still a he's still a no strike purple belt really? you know what i mean but you know but, oh, he, because you, he, he comes up here and trains yeah yeah because he's not he's not under anybody right now you know yeah. but he comes up here and he does pretty good again yeah. you know he comes to shark pink and stuff so yeah you know who was running the same problem was uh uh ryan buck ryan buck when yep, you roll I with bet. him he he he's a should be a blue belt but he doesn't have that yet, and he, he had the same problem because he was in the military. He would go, you know, train at this place for three months, train at another place for, you know, another six months. So he always had that problem too. He he went away a kid, and man, he came back. I was he was Dude. filled out. I was like, holy crap! Dude, man. Ryan Buck came back a <laughs> damn man, ready to kick. Yeah, he, when yeah. he started training, he was he was like thirteen years old. And Sifu would partner him and I in class because of our body type. I had the body of a child. <laughs> <laughs> So I was always Ryan Buck's partner for the longest time. So that's, that's, that's hilarious. That's how it was. And he would, for a 13-year-old, he would just shit-talk me the whole time. <laughs> that's why I don't play online games. <laughs> yeah, right. No, that's so funny. So, and then uh, I remember you were doing uh, some filming for Grappler's Quest. I 
I know I was really excited to talk to you about this. For people who don't know what Graveler's Quest is, could you give us like a lay down on what it is? Sure. I mean, I guess, I guess the closest thing would be Naga. They kind of were born around the same time, I want to say. I, I, I can't say who came first. Um, I definitely discovered Grappler's Quest when it was in its full blossom. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a, a, you know, a grappling tournament where um, it was, you know, they'd go anywhere from five-year-old kids on up, you know, to the to the black belt level. Uh, uh, and they do, you know, they do kids first. And then, you know, it would be like, I don't, I can't remember if it would be no gi and then jujitsu, you know, uh, right. in the gi next. But, you know, a full day tournaments. Um and I, I will say this: the thing that I definitely learned over the years, because I've, I've I've only been to a couple Naga uh, events, but working with Grappler's Quest and interviewing a lot of the higher level people that would compete, um, Brian Simmons, who was the owner of Grappler's Quest, he always was able to entice and bring in top talent and and um, and and just uh, I, I mean, dude, you'd enter. I remember you, you could enter. If you had entered, there was a certain period where if you entered like the brown division um, at a certain weight class, you could be facing Keenan Cornelius, that's, just that's as a, so you know, as a random competitor. So you know nuts. what I mean? Yeah. Um, Gary Gary Tonin, I remember. I remember Gary Tonin it w- stuck out in my mind early on because of the weird way that you spell his name. Gary has the two R's because uh, I would have to type out his name and stuff as right. I was producing videos, and um, he would always get close to the to winning mm-hmm. when i was around but he never actually really he didn't win that much until just kind of at the end of grappler's quest when when it was the end for me around 2013 or so was when he really started you know winning a lot but right. um again you know you go an, enter an absolute uh, you know That's a nogi wild. absolute division you could be going against bill cooper jeff glover i yeah. mean those guys competed all the time, you know. Yeah, it was so cool. Um, like I, one of my jujitsu idols is Jeff Glover. I love watching him roll. And then there is an interview you are doing with him, which is so yeah, wild that you yeah. sent me. That's so crazy. Yeah. How so, did you get into that it, job? So it started. Um, I, I, uh, I, I, I'd come across like a kind of like a positive thinking philosophy that that it that it really helped me out, and I wanted to kind of test the theories in it, you know what I mean? And, and, and I was thinking like, I really love my job as a photojournalist. I worked, I worked in local TV news as the camera guy. I would go out and do stories. And so I knew how to tell stories visually in, you know, with audio, but, and I liked it, but I, I wouldn't say I loved it. I liked it, but I was like, man, I love grappling and, you know, I'm not training right now, but I really have, I've always loved jujitsu. Right. Boy, wouldn't it be cool if I could do like, do what I really like to do, but in something that I love, you know? And so that idea hatched and um, we decided to enter Alec in his first competition. And this was uh, the fall of 2008. And like, there are no competitions that came around central New York really. So yeah, it was kind of weird around New York for the longest time. Yeah. We had to travel to New York, down to New Jersey, um, down to Wayne, Wayne, New Jersey, which is, you know, probably about 45 minutes outside of New York City. Um, and I was like, you know what, He's we entered him in it. I'm like, I'm going to shoot a little documentary about his training and journey and stuff. I think I interviewed Ken Cronenberg for it. And kind of, you know, I just, first of all, it was way too long. It was my first shot at doing anything oh, like nice. this. And I, it was, it ended up being 15 minutes. It was way too long. But um, <laughs> That's and cool, we went though. Down like, and, I w- my dad took the time to film my matches and like edit in a cool way. That'd mean a lot to me. That's a cool <laughs> gift. So uh, I reached out. I was like, well, I'm going to go down there and I'm, I, I'm hoping I want to be able to shoot Alex matches down there. So I need to reach out to the owner and make sure it's cool. And uh, we had a back and forth via email and he was like, yeah, no problem. I'll send, you know, I'll, you come, come look me up and I'll make sure that, um, you know, you're getting and you can shoot. Oh, damn. And, that's um, cool. He just gave I, you a free said, pass. Hey, I mean, we paid to get into the event, but he was like, yeah, you can shoot, you know, wherever you need to go, you can shoot. So it's like a press pass almost. Yep. Um, And I said, listen, can I interview you too? You know? And so um, I I met him and we interviewed And Long story short, Alec ended up losing his matches and um, kind of as a consolation, we decided to drive into New York City because Alec had never been into New York City. And my friend who accompanied me 
His name's Dennis. It's not Dennis Agrew, oh. but I'm going to probably mention Dennis a lot, and that's my friend okay. Dennis Harmon. He was he's, he was kind of my partner in the business, um, in the Grappler's Quest stuff. And so oh, did the he three help of us you went in the video he, stuff. He, yeah, oh, we okay. every time I went to a Grappler's Quest, he was he was there. Um, you know, a fellow cameraman. Nice. Um, and and he was just able to travel with me all the time, and it was it was the greatest thing. Imagine having like your best friend yeah. while you're on this journey. It was just so great. Yeah. Right. Um, so anyways, uh, I end up producing this 15-minute thing, and I sent it to Brian Simmons, and he was just, hey, Dan, you know, take a look. This is what ended up being, you know, coming out of the video. Well, he gets back to me and is like, hey, man, like, I, he goes, you know what? You and your son are welcome at any Grappler's Quest you want, and you don't have to pay, it, it, you know, a mission. You know, maybe, maybe the next one you could shoot a little something and, and you know, about us or whatever. So Whoa. I was thinking about it. I was like, all right, I go. I'm like, I'm going to test the waters here. So um, I reached out. There was one set for Wildwood, New Jersey, which is like, a, you know, it's a beach town in New Jersey, the Jersey Shore. But it was set for like April. So it's like when, I mean, that town is a ghost town when it's not summer out. Yeah, you know, right. I, mean, I would weird. imagine. Because it would probably yeah, have brutal winters like we do. Yeah. 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 Friggin' cold. Um, so anyways, uh, April of uh, of 2009. Um, and I said to him, I said, Brian, how about this? Like, I'm like, I'll come down and I'll do a bunch of short videos about Grappler's Quest, the different aspects of it, and you pay for my hotel room. I was just testing, seeing how, you know, yeah. what I could, you know, and, and at the time, I didn't have any of my own camera gear. I had very <laughs> generous friends who were in the business who let me borrow their gear, That's you know, crazy. and and um, not getting paid or anything, you know, but they, they were very generous, let me borrow their gear. Um, so went down. Um, they put us up in the hotel, and it was funny because uh, Spooch's came. Spooch's dad and his brother came down, and we were like the only two families in this. It was the shittiest hotel, <laughs> and and it was like a days in, but yeah. it was like a days in from hell, man. Oh, it was no. so bad down there, like um, it was so gross. But um, ended up putting together like four things about Grappler's Quest, and. Um, Brian loved it. He was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. He's like, how can I get you to come to all my events? I'm like, well, tell you what, I'm like, I don't have my own gear. I need my own gear. So how about this? Um, I've got a camera I want to buy. It's four grand. So I need a commitment from you. If I do five shows, you know, you need, I need to get paid 800 bucks for each show. And then I can pay off my camera. You know what I mean? So, right. Is that, am I doing the math? Five times eight is 40, right? right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so I'm going to do five shows. You pay me 800 bucks a show and that's going to pay for my camera, you know, so I can stop yeah. borrowing. Cause I can't borrow gear forever. You yeah, know what right. I mean? Especially I'm like, I need to get my own camera. Five times in a six week span. Yeah. So, so, um, it was spaced out, but the next show, so the very first show, so I was able, I bought a camera on credit knowing that I was going to get paid down the road throughout the year, you know, um, and we went down, let's see, the next one was in uh, uh, Morristown, New Jersey. This was crazy, dude. It was June of 2009, so just a few months after the Wildwood one. And I'm finally, you know, quote, unquote, getting paid to pay off my equipment. And, dude, this event was huge. Uh, uh, he had this all-star challenge. It was crazy, dude. Where was it um, again? Morristown, New Jersey. Oh, okay. It's it's just it's it's a town in the middle of New Jersey somewhere. It's you know it's kind of a weird location, but it's kind because of, it's so close to New York. You know, I mean, it's right. a, you know, a lot of guys were able to get there, but I mean, dude, a, a lot of guys came from out of town. So, wait, hold on, Kearns. Let me pause one sec. Hold on. Yep. Let me check on something. All right, sorry. It was it started. No problem. And I couldn't remember if I rolled my windows up, so I had a moment of panic. Oh yeah. So, anyways, I didn't mean to derail you. I'm sorry, Kearns. Go. No problem. No problem. So uh, uh, we're at Morristown for this. It was titled like the Grappler's Quest All Star Challenge. Um, So here's who. Here's who. uh, It was over. It was a two day event too. So, um, but this tournament featured 
uh, JT Torres had just gotten his black belt. Whoa. Bill Cooper, you know, Bill the Grill. I don't know if you know about him, but him and him and Glover are, were yeah. like best friends, and they came up together through in Paragon Jiu Jitsu, and they're both like two of the most exciting grapplers. So, I know that's so why Bill I like Cooper, about Jeff. Like, yes. it's exciting to watch him grapple because sometimes if you try to show Jiu Jitsu to somebody, usually it's like a match, and it's not very exciting. People uh, are like, "When is what's going on? What's up?" Yeah, and if it's a gi match among high level black belts, it it can be pretty boring a yeah, lot of yeah, times. Right, you know what right. I mean? For yeah. especially for the uninitiated, and that was yeah. as this went on with Grappler's Quest, that was like my goal is like I want to get grappling on TV. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's, that's you know, cool. and you gotta have people like Bill Cooper and Jeff Glover. Yeah. So, anyways, right. um, Bill Cooper, Cyborg was there, Ryan Hall, uh, Bruno Bastos. Um, what year was this? This was 09. Wow, that's so uh, wild. R- R- Ricardo Miglaris, uh, Wilson, ha- Wilson Hayes, Vinny Magalesh, all these people are here. <laughs> and here's the saddest part. I don't know who the fuck any of these people are. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, it, so it's totally wasted on me at the time. Right. Um, I, you know, not, not totally. I definitely knew who Ryan Hall was. Yeah. Um, and, um, but uh, uh, it was... It, it was mind blowing looking back like all these, I'm like, he, this was at a grappler's quest dude. Right. Where like the, that morning your kid could have been, you know, grappling or whatever. Yeah. Right. And, and there's, Gordon you know, Ryan over there on the other side. Yeah. There's you know, Gary it's just nuts. Um, that's so crazy. And, and, you, you know what the and, kids would call that? You were, you were shooting your shot. You just were like, oh, let's send a message and see what happens. And then he was just yeah. like, he just would one up it and be like, fuck it. We'll buy your whole equipment and we'll buy you a hotel. Get your ass out yeah. of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and that, that, that final day of the, the black belt, uh, the jujitsu, uh, black belt tournament, it was really cool. It was my first time again, first time meeting Bill Cooper and Cyborg. And the finals were Bill Cooper versus Cyborg. That's and right. Cyborg won by like, I think like by two points or something. Um, and uh, went and interviewed him afterwards. And the dude was so generous, man. He's like, because he, I, I think it was, I think it was a thousand dollar check or $2,000 check for winning. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's like, listen, man, he's like, I know Bill Cooper just had a kid. You know, he's a young, brand new dad. He's like, I'm going to give him, and he just gave him the check. Oh shit. That's crazy. Yeah. It was really cool, man. That's I was crazy. like, you know, um, I was very impressed. Like he kind of, you know, Cyborg won me over right there, you know, doing that. Um, yeah. It was interesting. Ryan Hall actually lost by an advantage in that tournament. You know, I mean, it was just, it was crazy. And in the moment, so you now, didn't know who those people were? I, I, most of the people, I did not know who they were. That's in pretty fact, crazy. That's awesome. So that was the, that was the first time I brought my $4,000 camera to, to anything. Yeah. And I had had my back turned. I'd set my camera down on the mat and I had turned my back and um, I turned around and it was gone. Oh, and shit. like, dude, I'm down in the Jersey area. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm just like, I, I start, my eyes start going you know, all over the right. place. And, and someone goes, I think they went that way. And I started running to the door as fast as I could. And all of a sudden I hear someone laughing and it's like Bill Cooper. He had taken my camera and hidden it oh, I mean, when I went to look. Oh, I was just like, oh, dude, Damn. I almost died. I almost died right then. Almost died right so, then. So you did your five events. Would that have been your sixth one then? What was no, your... that was my first of, that was my first event. Oh shit. That so was my first event where I had my camera. Oh shit. So, That's so um, cause I bought it on credit. It wasn't paid off yet. Like, yeah, right, I was right. just, oh my God, I thought I was going to die. Holy so that shit. was in June, dude, the next month, um, Oh, I'm sorry. In June, I guess I, I find out right after that event, Brian's like, dude, I got big news. I'm like, what's up? He's like, we just signed with the UFC. They're going to be doing this thing called they're going to be doing this thing called a fan expo and they're going to do it like, you know, a couple times a year. And, you know, it's going to have all the UFC people there and like people pay money and come in and you get to mingle with the fans and do all these cool things or tons of booths yeah. and stuff. And they're going to host a grappling tournament there. You know you what see, I mean? I couldn't, it's like, be... I didn't get a chance to really appreciate Grappler's Quest because that was all before my time. I think Grappler's well, Quest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So hearing all these stories, like, that's cr- like they partnered with the UFC. That's insane. 
it, it was, dude. It was unbelievable. So I'm like, well, when's that? He's like, uh, it's next month in Vegas. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, all right, well, uh, I know you said you were going to give me 800 bucks a show to pay off my camera, but, I mean, you got to – I can't afford – you know. so he's like, no, 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 I'll pay for all your flights and your hotels oh, and your rent-a-car and all that. Nice. So I was like, all right, I'm in, man. So, um, so yeah, dude. He sounds so like so the this nicest was, guy to work for. It, dude, the, the, the universe just, like, timed our – pairing up at just such a perfect time yeah right, including sure. including having my friend dennis uh by my side through all this because he literally went to every single grapplers quest with me and we worked together and it was not that easy to get time off from work all the time dude we right. were traveling you know like probably eight times a year you know um right. eight weekends you know a year it was it was pretty nuts what was but... he doing did he have a specific job so like we we had two cameras I was still borrowing. I was still, now I, instead of borrowing two cameras, I was borrowing one camera. Mm. Had my own camera, you know. So he was still using a borrowed camera. And uh, um, big matches, we'd like double shoot from two angles. But then um, during like the, I mean, we shot a lot of stuff, dude. We shot the regular tournament stuff. We'd shoot kids matches. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, it was just kind of a, it was kind of a learning process. Would you um, just post the like the matches, or yep. were you like cutting and editing like promos all the time? Um, it, a lot of it was just putting up the matches. Um, it did get more sophisticated as time went on. I, I toyed with like, uh, uh, having a clock, like trying to have the clock, but it was really hard because, you know, matches would go out of bounds. The clock stops and yeah. you got, you know what I mean? You can't yeah. just run a simple countdown, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, and then, you know, a lot of the high level stuff wouldn't necessarily end in a submission. So, um, You'd have to show points and stuff like that, yeah, and yeah, you know, right. it, it, it was it was the early days of trying to figure this stuff out, you know, for TV, I guess. Yeah. Um, and by the way, I am blown away by what like flow flow grappling does now. Yeah, you know, in the events that they show. I mean, as like a cameraman, you probably have to have a deeper appreciation for like different shots and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, for me, for what what flow does, it's the technical stuff because as, as Grappler's Quest was starting to kind of come to an end. I did start streaming like in two, the last UFC Fan Expo. We streamed uh, most of those matches live, you know, which is just that's not something I'm interested in. I'm yeah. interested in the storytelling yeah. and interviewing people and producing yeah. short pieces. Like, I don't know if you know if you were able to watch any of those things I produced. Dude, those were that's so what cool. I was interested Thanks, man. So I, cool. I, it was just such an amazing time. So, so dude, this is this is uh, UFC 100. And it's, oh. co you know, so the the Fan Expo is coinciding with UFC 100 at Mandalay Bay. Damn. And, That's a big UFC. Um, oh, dude. And everybody was there, um, you know, from the UFC at that time. I mean, we, uh, uh, I'm not sure if it was that Fan Expo or another one, but I remember going up in an elevator at Mandalay Bay and it was like, oh, like an elevator door opens and Randy Couture walks in, and I'm just like, "Oh, hey!" I go, "Hey, Randy!" He's like, "Hey, how you doing?" That's so. It was funny. crazy, you know. That, what is, um, that's like a scene from a movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it was crazy, man. But um, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, at that one, I, I interviewed Henzo, who obviously I knew Henzo was. Interviewed Glover, and I have to admit, I did not know who Jeff Glover was when I interviewed when I interviewed him. Um, I did. Joe Daddy Stevenson, I knew because of uh, I, I was watching uh, what was the show, the UFC, where they all lived in the house together. Oh, the Ultimate um, Fighter. Uh, Ultimate Fighter, yeah. yeah. I watched him on the Ultimate Fighter. Um, the uh, uh, one of the big matches that time um, that that show was uh, the UFC paid to bring in Ruman Asato, who was a pretty legendary fighter, I believe, in, in Japan, an MMA fighter, and he had never, ever fought outside Japan before. Um, Interesting. Uh, his, his, yeah, his nickname was Moon Wolf. And, uh, uh, Moon Wolf? Yeah, yeah. It was, it, was pretty, it was pretty crazy. So I'm sitting there ringside. I'm shooting. Me and Dennis are the only two people on the mats besides the competitors and the referee. And there's Lorenzo Fertitta sitting next to Brian Simmons watching this like 10 That's feet away so from us. Crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it was wild. Um, definitely wild. Um, when you interviewed these guys, what was, did you have a process? Like, did you have a like a uh, a back pocket full of questions you had that you were thinking off the top of your head? I, so what I was thinking, I'm like, okay, 
I'm getting paid by Grappler's Quest. And I, so I'm working for Grappler's Quest. So my job is to make Grappler's Quest look good. Yeah. So I'm thinking, what questions can I ask these guys that, that are get them, you know, try to get them to promote Grappler's Quest and say what a great. And, uh, oh, um, interesting. You know, so, uh, uh, and I think Henzo gives a pretty decent soundbite there about how, like, he's like, oh, the UFC, you know, pairing with Grappler's Quest, it's going to bring grappling to a new level, you yeah. know. And, and, <laughs> yeah, um, that was so and, wild. I can't believe you just you interviewed Henzo Grace. That was so crazy. He popped up, and I was like, oh, whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the, the guy that was kind of who ran, Brian was the owner, but he he wasn't really the show runner that, uh, that often. He, had a, he, he always had a great number two who kind of ran the show and did, you know, a lot of the organizing. Yeah. Um, and that guy there had trained under Henzo and That's he knew cool. I was a fan. So he's like, dude, come over here. I want you to meet Henzo. Like, I, I know you're a big fan, you know? Yeah, and I went, I'm so like, cool. I'm like, dude, can I, can I interview you real quick? He's like, sure. Like he was so nice. So gracious, you know? Yeah. Um, really, really cool. Um, it was just, it was just insane. It was so, and I think it was like September of Oh eight. I had this idea, like, wow, wouldn't it be cool if, like, I could yeah. videotape stuff and do it with grappling? And right. then, like, in July of 2009, I'm at UFC Fan Expo, you know, yeah. doing exactly what I want, you right. know, getting like, paid to go out there. And Yeah, that's the crazy thing. That Literally, like I said earlier, as the kids would say, you took, you shot your shot, Kearns, and it landed. <laughs> like, you were just like, screw it, let's see what happens. I'm going to throw it out there and see what, and he scooped it up. How many shows did you do for him total? Dude, probably at least thirty. I gotta say. I yeah. Mean, so after um, the first five, they were so, like, so so after after we pay off the camera after five shows, you know, I'm like, do you want to keep doing this? You know, and he's like, yeah. He goes, no, I, I can't, I can't live without. Um. So uh, ultimately, certainly uh, within a year or two, um. I was up to get, I was up to 1500 a show. Damn. And, and all, you know, expenses paid, you know, yeah. to travel wherever. Now, now if it was in New Jersey, I didn't like ask for gas money or anything like that. I was yeah. just like, can you, you know, can you score the hotel for me? And, yeah. you know, that's right. it. But like, if I mean, um, like in 2010, we traveled to uh, this place called Tachi Palace, which is in the middle of nowhere in California. It's literally What's uh, it called? an Indian tachi palace tachi okay tachi yeah um uh it's indian concedo in the middle of the desert in lamore california it's it's in the middle of nowhere but um uh brian held this huge event it was a 32-man tournament and it was all super high level people and the, the grand prize was 10 grand so back in yeah, that's 2010. 10 yeah. grand for a grappling tournament was right. huge. It's hard to get 10 grand for a winner in a grappling tournament right now. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. Um, so this was in 32 guys, you know, came out for this. And um, Brian uh, had always been friends with Eddie Bravo. And um, Eddie came out nice. or came down, I guess, from San Francisco or whatever. He came down and was our color commentary for the uh, for the 32 man <laughs> tournament. Etchy bra, dude. It was amazing. He came, so we were uh, we were also we were also live streaming, and so we take a break, and you know between some matches, and he goes to the bathroom, and he comes back, and so by the way, he's got my microphone on, so I can hear him in my camera, like I can yeah. hear everything he's saying, you know, <laughs> and um, he he comes back from the bathroom, and his phone rings. And I can tell by who he's talking to that it's Joe Rogan on the other end. And Joe Rogan's like, dude, I bet, you know, I'm, I'm watching this and listening. He's like, we could hear you pissing on the live stream. Oh <laughs> shit. That's so funny. No way. All because you had the, the headphones. You were able to so, hear. Th- so yeah, that's nuts. no, he was, he had two mics on. He had my oh. mic, which is going to my camera, but then he had the mic for the live stream on too. Oh. So. <laughs> so, so everybody that was listening live could hear him That's going to the funny. bathroom. <laughs> that is so funny. What are the chances? Of, were you were you working the live stream? You said no. You were doing the. So camera. Y- yes, my my camera was. I guess you know maybe it was my mic that was sending it there because my camera was tied into this guy's live stream. It's the first time I had ever live stream. I I don't want. I didn't like it because I felt like I was 
connected to you know what i mean like i just i didn't i I didn't like being tied down like that it's interesting Um, that it's like with a videotography you very much see it as an art and you treat it as an as an art form you're like an artist it's cool to see that thanks man yeah like you were talking about making a story that's really cool i i love telling i love telling stories through through video and stuff and i mean um and working in local television news is what you know gave me that skill. What made you, know? you get into it? Was this what you did right after high school? Was camera? No, no. So right after high school, I, I was in the. I, I worked in the restaurant industry for like eight nine years. Got married in the restaurant. You know, I was I was married when I was in the restaurant business. Worked my way up to a head cook and assistant manager oh, of shit. what I didn't is know now you were a chef. Yeah, well, I was a head cook. I don't know if I call myself a chef. <laughs> it was for, um, I think there's only one or two left. It's Kirby's now, but back in the oh, day, it was yeah. a, it was the same. It was the same thing, but back in the day, it was called Mister Steak. Uh, um, so I, I, I worked there, and it was great because I, I was an assistant, you like to say, assistant manager and head cook, and it was like a salary position, and and it was just a lot of work. And my first year review, my bosses called me in. And I was like, sweet, going to get a raise, blah, blah, blah. And my bosses called me and they're like, you don't work. You're not here enough. We need you hear more, blah, blah, blah. And uh, all of a sudden, I, I, I tuned them out. And all I could hear in my head was like, I'm going back to school. I'm going yeah. back to school. This yep. is bullshit. I'm going back to school. So I went back to school and went to OCC for radio television. Um, That's awesome. Which, and, by the way, I hear they have a phenomenal program for radio television. They do. Yeah. They do. They do. Um, in fact, I'm on their uh, board of uh, – like advisory board now, which what? is pretty cool being in the love. I'm on their advisory board. So once a year, they, um, we have a big meeting where they kind of present what they're doing as a program and people from, you know, the industry or whatever, uh, uh, you know, uh, help them and give them advice. Like I, I give them camera some, when they're looking at new cameras and stuff, I try to help them with what they're going to buy and things like oh, that for the program. Cool, so that's all volunteer work that you do on the side. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I will dude, say this. So cool. My, my bosses where I work at SUNY Oswego are very cool and very generous because it's usually during a work day and they're like, oh, man, that's public relations. You go go ahead, get down there and, you know, help out OCC, you know. That's really cool. That's cool that you get the opportunity to do that. And did you always – were you always going to school at OCC or did you go to a different school after that? <laughs> so I, I went to school at, o, at OCC and uh, I got a job at Channel 3. took me a year probably to get the job at Channel 3. And in that process, I decided, you know what? I want to be a reporter, I think. A reporter? So I think I, yeah, I'm like, really? I think I need a four-year degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So, <laughs> so Like you actually um, with a mic like, hey, this is Jim Kearns here on that's what, the scene. That's what I thought I wanted to be. Now, my job right. at Channel 3 was as a video guy. I was a videographer, you know, I mean, yeah. which is still, it still can, can be pretty exciting, yeah. you know. Um, and when you're younger, it's definitely can be very exciting. You know, it, it sounds ghoulish sometimes, but like going to like pretty bad fires, it, it's still an adrenaline rush. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. you're sad for people's property being burned, yeah. but it's when everybody's running around and shit's going crazy, you know, it, it can be pretty exciting. You, you know, 4 Jim, I need you down over here. Yeah. There's a house on fire. We need you to film this, man. That would be it's, crazy. It, yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, so I did, I went back to school. I worked at Channel 3 for like six months, and I went back to school, and I went to, of all places, Brigham Young University, because at what? the time... What was that? At the time, that's in Utah. At the oh, time, I was, a Mor- I, was, I was a Mormon at the time. Really? Yeah. How did I not I grew know up, you were a Mormon? I, 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 well, I'm not a Mormon now, but right. I, grew up, I grew up Methodist, like perfect attendance. My grandmother was really involved in this church, the Methodist church, and then, um, you know, as I got older, you know... It was just a typical teenager, you know, partying yeah. and stuff. Right. And then, uh, then I met my my first wife and one of your date, and she was Mormon, and you know, I ended up converting to the religion. And um, wow, what else? I mean, BYU is a pretty major university, Brigham Young. And uh, um, if you're a Mormon and go there, it's like it was like paying OCC tuition, you know, for a major university. So oh, it's pretty cool. They got they got that. Discount so I went out there to. They got the Mormon discount. Yeah, yeah, they got the religiously. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. But like, you couldn't have you couldn't have long hair. You couldn't. You can't smoke. You can't drink. Right. Um. You That's know, there's a lot of 
lot of rules out there. A lot of rules. Damn, Kurt, which I, I which I knew you for a while, and I didn't know that you were an ex Mormon <laughs> at one time. Yeah, that's always a good one to throw out on people. They're like, Holy "What? Shit. How the hell were you a Mormon?" Right, right. And I, I didn't say I was a good word. one. <laughs> I didn't say I was a good one, but you got into it because you're ex-wife yeah yeah and i did i i'll admit i I definitely bought into it for a while you know what i mean um but ultimately you know realized it really wasn't for me and stuff you know yeah so um and then you just so you got your four-year degree after working at brigham young college yep brigham young and then um right as we were wrapping up there uh alec was born he was born alec was born in utah nice (laughs) Is so he we, moved, we moved. He is not. Oh, okay. <laughs> he is not. That would have Although, surprised me very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, yeah. No. Um, Bless him. Whatever he is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's a great. He's a great kid. Couldn't be prouder of him. You know. Um, I have to say, and I'm only saying this for the public record because when I talked to you on the phone the other day, and you said uh, you were looking at like tapes online for motivational stuff for alex i thought that was like so sincere i was like oh man that's so nice you spending time like out of your day to go to the library to find some like motivational stuff i thought that was pretty cool well he was 15 and i'll give you this advice like who knows if it's accurate or not but both of my older kids who have been 15 now my youngest is 14 15 was like the roughest year yeah that's for true you know that's true so um 15 was the roughest year. So like I said, yeah, I was looking for, you know, something to kind of guide him along his path and ended up finding something that worked for me. So that's cool. That is pretty sweet. So was that the, the positive, was that the impact that it had on your life? Like hearing all that, the positive. Yeah, it was, it was, you know, it was like starting my day with meditation. Um, a lot of visualization. I mean, I haven't, I, I haven't read any of Kevin Seaman stuff, but I bet you, I wouldn't yeah. surprise me if like that winning mindset stuff, there was a lot of this in there. Pretty um, close similarities. Yeah. V- visualizing stuff, but, um, not getting too detailed. Um, I feel like sometimes you get bogged down in the details. For example, yeah. when I was, when I was thinking about taking my camera skills and working for grappling or working for UFC, I would just try to imagine the feeling of being at an event or something like that instead of, oh, yeah, I'm going to buy this camera. And then, oh, wait, wait, how am I going to pay for that camera? How am I going to get that money to pay for that? camera? You know what I mean? You know, I try to stay really positive in general. You know, Um, I did that with my job at at, at Oswego, which I have to tell you. um, I had worked for 20 years at Channel 9 and that job opening came at Oswego and I I have to say, honestly, I've never wanted anything more in my life than the Damn. job that I currently am in. And 20, I would, I would spend 20 years, 20 years of channel nine, at channel nine. That is yeah. crazy. Awesome. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And we'll gloss over the, we'll gloss over the 20 years of your life because what, <laughs> what like spoke to you about SUNY Oswego? Well, first of all, channel nine I, in my life, it kind of, I feel like run its course television news in general. Um, did it the get, new like, reporters that like was it like the got repetitive thing? every and and because Channel Nine was such a great station uh, when I got there, there was very little turnover where I was. So I was there twenty years, dude, and I never once got Christmas week off, never got Thanksgiving off. Damn, you know what I mean? Because yeah. all those there were senior guys to me, and they st- so I was there twenty years. My other coworkers were there thirty years. You know what I mean? Damn, so, that's crazy. Um, that's so weird. yeah, yeah, because they they paid really well, and and um um, it was just a great place to work. You know, yeah. so but what what started happening is different companies bought us through the years, um, and each company got progressively worse. You know, and um they got rid of our pay scale, so the younger folk would come in. What was happening was I kept getting older and all the new reporters kept staying the same age because they worked there for two years. They'd leave and then a new one would come oh, in that was yeah. 22 years old. You know what I mean? Yep. Who thought they knew everything, you know? Yeah. And it just got, it just, yeah, I got old and grumpy, if you, you know, want to be a reporter, doing something. What do you have to do? Do you have to go to school for it? Yeah, definitely. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of people go to new house, um, Channel Nine was really good about hiring uh, like people from Oswego and stuff like that. Um, Oswego's got a oh, decent program. So Ithaca's cool. got a great program. Um, 
That's cool. You know, yeah. Sorry, we, yeah. we went off the rails. I was just no, like, that's okay. So, what was it? So you were like Channel Nine. You said ran your course. It kind of felt the same. And then yeah, so the Sunius Weagle thing popped up. Like, what was so, what was and, so and attractive? Have you? I don't know. Have you ever? You've been in the flow before, right? Whether yeah. it's you know whether it's uh, Muay Thai when you're just feeling or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Like, um, I tried to. I tried to live my daily life like that you know that's when that's when you feel the best is when things are just going your way yeah, you know right. what i mean and like everything's everything's easy kind of you know i mean yeah, it's yeah. coming naturally um and think when when you start seeing a lot of coincidences that are really good yeah i don't i'm not sure that's coincidence that's like you're kind of lined up you know what i mean yeah, you, you got everything you got younger, your ducks in a row that was like foo-foo bullshit but there's like shit that happens that i'm like that i don't understand how that's a coincidence Man, there's like examples I can think of, but I can't say anything. I, know. Like, I can't think of anything. Off so, of, but I know I've had so many examples like that. So I'll, I'll give you. This is kind of what happened with me with this. Um, a friend of mine had. I, I was I was shooting video for her. She was she was the person who let me borrow her camera, and um, I had shot a wedding for her or something. And she had she had a thumb drive of mine that I had wanted back for a while, and. Um, it'd been a while. And I don't know. I just, I, I had the inspiration to call her and be like, Hey man, can you, do you mind swinging by the station with that and dropping it off? She's like, sure. No problem. Live 10 minutes away. I'll be there in 15 minutes. So shows up in 15 minutes. We're chatting. She's like, by the way, she's like, you know, I know my friend Dennis had just been let go at channel nine. And she's like, I know, you know, Dennis might be interested. We've got a job come open in a Swigo. And I'm like, what's the job? She told me, and I'm like, fuck Dennis. Like, I want that job. <laughs> 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 but so my, to be honest my friend my friend wouldn't have been he wouldn't have qualified for the job because they um he didn't have a two-year degree oh, he had to have at right. least a two-year degree so right, he couldn't right. have even applied for it but um right. so she's told me about she's like wait you'd be interested i'm like yeah i'd be interested she's like well let me get you the details yeah and i really started really started focusing on this and every morning what? i'd meditate what is it try like to clear my mind Go ahead. What's sorry. that? You oh, no, no. What, do you want to know what the job is? You have, yeah, like, yeah. What, what was the, what yeah, so your, what it, you have to do there? My job, the title is video production coordinator. So I produce videos like I did for Grappler's Quest, but for the college. That's cool. I'm basically a video cheerleader for the college. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's awesome. That's I awesome. really, you know, it's marketing. You know, I mean, yeah. it really is like marketing and stuff. And, um, but, uh, uh, yeah, so go, I'm sorry, really, going back to meditation. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's okay. Yeah, my process is, you know, a lot of a lot of meditation, trying to quiet the mind in the morning, just for like 10, 15 minutes, you know what I mean? Nothing crazy. And then I I do a bit of visual, visualization, but sometimes I wouldn't really be able to figure out the job, like what it would be. So I would, you know what I would do? I'd picture in my head driving up to Oswego. Every day I'd, fig, I'd picture just oh, what would a drive like up to Oswego be like every day? That'd be cool. You know what I mean? And picturing which way I'd go and stuff, you know, yeah. and then like, you know, I know the lakes up there and like just kind of appreciating the lake and stuff like that. And just really tw- trying to be, you know, as positive as possible. Um, and again, when I, when I've run into resistance, you know, and I'd start thinking like, oh, but how would I, how would I, you know, and I'd, I'd back off, you know what I mean? Right. Time to call it quits, you know, on yeah. that stuff. But yeah. um, that's interesting you say that. Cause I get that shit all the time. Get those parts in my mind where I'm like, oh man, there's a it's a weird thing where I feel like I'm just I'm just starting to get over that in real estate where I've had imposter syndrome for the last like year and a half. You know what I mean? Where I feel like <laughs> yes, yeah, I know just, exactly what you mean. Yeah, and it's it's interesting you say that because it's exactly how it is. You're you think of all the reasons you shouldn't be doing those things, like oh, I should I I'm man, this could go wrong or that could go this this could yes. end terribly, and then it's. Oh, it's interesting that you just it's a it's a practice. It's like practicing your jab cross. Quieting your mind is a practice. Yep. That's interesting. Yep. And it, yeah, and it's and it I'll tell you, I find on nights that I didn't go, go, get a good rest. Like it's a lot harder in the morning, you know what I mean? My mind's just going everywhere, you know. Right. Um uh so you know, g- good habits, you know, over time. But uh uh I really I I do believe that, you know, we can all kind of achieve that happiness and, and, and kind of get what we want, you know what I mean? Yeah. Out of life. I mean, that those, the five, five years I spent with grapplers quest were just amazing. And 
it started getting old. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. holy crap. I mean, I've been, me and Dennis are working full-time jobs, yep. you know, and we're traveling like eight to nine weekends every year. Yep. And, you know, it's not, you know, I mean, we were going out to Vegas two, three times a year, you know, um, right. which again, I'm not, I'm not bitching in any way. It was awesome. It was yeah, so I feel like amazing. The first you know, two, like two times would be really fun. And then you're like, yep. Vegas again. I know. You know? Like yeah, it'd be Vegas. really cool. I don't want to be there more than two days now. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's, yeah, right. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, it was, you know, it was just an, an amazing time. Um, saw some of the, you know, some of the legends in our time. I mean, you know, did they um, do seminars there? Did they like put on? A yeah. Seminar? Yeah. So that was another thing that, that a big difference, I think between, um, Grappler's Quest and Naga was Brian really almost every single one, like he would have, a high, like there was a Ryan Hall seminar, Ryan Hall, would, and, and it would be for the kids because the kids always went first, you know what I mean? Yeah, so nice. you'd be like, hey, you know, if you registered for this event and your kid's in the event, you know, you get to go to this Ryan Hall seminar, you know, and it would <laughs> be, cool. yeah, it would be like a 45-minute seminar before the you tournament for started, sure you know? You catch me shaving my beard getting in a Ryan Hall seminar as in the kids' class. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right? Hi, Mr. Ryan, just, just a little... <laughs> 13-year-old boy here looking for you your can pull it off. <laughs> That's so Yeah, funny. I mean, I'm trying to think. So, like, Ryan Hall, Kurt Pellegrino, Tom DeBlass. Um, oh, my God. I know there's I know there's a lot more. Name. Um, I'm trying to think if Keenan did one. I'm not sure. But um, one of the – in fact, to go back to the Grapplers Quest stuff, one of those videos I sent you was a, – it was a tournament in Asbury Park, New Jersey, and – Dude, no one had ever heard of him, man. This kid, Keenan Cornelius, he's a purple belt under Lloyd or Irvin. Damn, and seriously, crazy. no one, no one, yeah, no one knew who he was. He's like one of the best came in and, players right now. Yeah, and he came in and he he won the tournament. He had five matches, and I think he had four submissions. And I think there were four different submissions too in, the, in that. And I mean, he beat some high levels guys like this guy Rustam Chisev, the Russian bear. He's a super hairy guy, like. He's really high level. You didn't dude, even you finish know? his I mean, name, and I immediately assumed he was a hairy Russian. Yeah, hairy Russian, exactly. <laughs> you didn't even like finish his name. I'm like, oh yeah, hairy short. Russian I mean, he's guy. hairy. <laughs> I'll tell you. Uh, but yeah, so uh, uh, you know, I got to see him before you know before he was who he was, and he yeah. still was super impressive. I mean, I, I basically did almost the whole video about him. You know, I mean, because he was just came in and just cleaned up you know yeah. um, was there one person that you met that you thought was like you fell in love with after you got a chance to talk with him like you were like oh i'm his biggest fan now after i got a chance to talk to that dude hmm i i, I can't say eddie because he was weird he was pretty he <laughs> yeah, was pretty weird there. man he's a tin he was out there kind of guy. Uh, he was he was out there i will say this about eddie though um probably the coolest thing to me and it's it, it's kind of personal in in you know because it really just applies to me because um he did commentary for us over at least three different black grapplers quests if not four and especially at that one out at achi palace um he, uh brian would adjust the rule sets um periodically he always wanted brian wanted the best tournament possible and you know and and he would listen to Eddie too. And, and so Brian eventually went to uh, uh, n- uh, no time limit submission only, but oh, you shit, know, traditionally really? it was. And so, so what I got to hear in my headset was Eddie Bravo working through this, watching other tournaments long before EBI and right. him logic, you know, him coming up with this system in his head. That's crazy. And then, so when EBI popped up, I'm like, Oh my God, I got to basically listen to him. That's you cool. know, formulate this in his head and watch this idea get born. You right. know, I mean, that's so, it was for some really cool. No, like Eddie Bravo's has invented this new type of tournament style where it's submission only. There's a there's a time limit. While other times you would watch a grapplers match and it was almost like a point system, which was kind of boring. So he reinvented it to make it like this more exciting match. That is really cool that you got to like see him yeah. work it out in his head live, and that was. In 2010, right? Like 2011. Yeah, yeah. Over, over. Yeah, over. Like probably uh, two, three, two, probably over two years. He, he, he. That's like wild, man. The color so for crazy. us, like yeah. 
Yeah, it was really cool. And, and and you could hear him just working some, you know, he'd be like, well, what do you, you know, how do you get rid of advantages? You know what I mean? Like, what do you, what do you do if like this guy does this or he sweeps him this way, you know, yeah. and it was just, you know, he was working through it in his, in his head and it was just really neat to be, you know, yeah. able to and witness I, that. You I know? wholeheartedly admit, I admit it to everybody that I do not watch jujitsu matches when, like when Ben puts up a jujitsu match, I do not watch it. I am so, I will be the first to admit it. And it's because it's really boring to me. And I love the sport so much, but I can't sit and watch it unless it's EBI format where there's sub only, there's stakes yep. at, at where you can just get in on points. I don't know. Maybe that's just me being ignorant, but I can't, I can't, no, watch no. It. I can't do it. I, and I think, I think some of that has to do with like, that was one of the most frustrating things to me at Grappler's Quest. Like, when you get two high level guys and it would just be a snore fest, you know what yeah. I mean? Like we had a guy, um, incredible wrestler, this guy, Tom Manelski, and he would just, he, he would take you down get his two points and then he'd sit inside. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, I, he would, he would make Jeff Glover look like a boring match cause he'd take right. you down and hold you inside. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. And it would be brutal. Yeah. Um, that's what I like. But, that's uh, what's so attractive to me about Jeff Glover. Like I, I don't, I don't care that he's, Maybe he doesn't have the best record. He's not undefeated. Right, right. But he's when exactly. I watch him every time, I'm like, yep. holy, what is this that he's doing? Yep. What is Donkey Guard? Why is this, why is he turning his back to his opponent? Like all that wild shit that he does. And Bill Cooper the same way. I might have seen Bill Cooper lose more than win, but like it was always exciting. Always you know? exciting. Um, and that that that's, you know. Anytime you want to turn someone on to jujitsu, someone new who doesn't know what it is, you got to have an exciting match, you yeah, know, right. For sure. You got to have a, you got to have a submission finish and, um, you know, for I, somebody, for somebody listening to the podcast and not knowing jujitsu, is there a match that sticks out in your head that they should watch? Is there like something that, well, any Jeff Glover match, um, yeah, right. I'll tell you my biggest my biggest view uh, match on Grappler's Quest, it has, I think, close to two and a half million views, is a, is a girl submitting a boy with a rear naked choke. Oh, um, shit. You know, they're both, they're, they're, they're teens, she's probably, she's probably 15, yeah. 16, right. and they're, so is the boy, you know That's what I mean? Um, yeah, and it's got, like I say, two and a half million views is pretty cool, That's you know, but there's a kid, there's a kid from, uh, um, from he, he was from Taikai, um, didn't stick with it. His name was uh, Mike 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 Byrne. Oh my! Um, and he and he, he was friends with Chris Roach. Like Chris Roach, we would drive him to jujitsu oh, um, for kid for kids class. He was a kid, young kid, and uh, I shot one of his matches, and I think that has a million. Again, seems like the boy girl matches get a lot of views. Yeah, right. Because everyone wants to see a girl be you know tap out a boy or whatever. Right, you right. know, hell yeah, that's amazing. See, you um, you did the nice like. Hey, check out this beautiful lesson of, you know, a girl kicking the dude's ass. And then I'm just like, ah, oh, man, I guess Eddie Bravo versus Senzo Gracie. But that's also the match at the time is it meant so much. And I don't know if somebody would really watch oh, yeah, it yeah. excited. You know what I mean? It's hard. Yeah, like, was I that... can't pick out a match. I can't think of one. That match was the second one or the, or, or the, the... second one? I, I say yeah, the, the second, second one because that. Yeah, so yeah, that was, was crazy, the, dude. Yeah, that was the peak of me getting into jiu-jitsu. That's when I watched that match, and I was like, shit, I'm training a Thai guy. Why am I not doing jiu-jitsu? I'm only doing yeah. Muay Thai, and this is jiu-jitsu? This is awesome. What am I doing? <laughs> you know, just like I was like like just kind of dipping my toes in it every now and then, but I was never committed, and that, that fight happened. I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. Yeah, and, and for me, hearing Eddie discuss it, afterwards really like helped me see what was going on you know as he was yeah. describing like what he was doing because as it was going on like you know I, I wasn't that skilled either you know not that i'm skilled now but i wasn't anything you know skilled at all when that match happened to yeah. necessarily understand every all the details of it and stuff you know thank god for mike um, who was sitting next to me explaining most of the shit oh yeah yeah so i, I bet like mike, mike i bet that's awesome for the shit that was going on who's uh yeah, who's got... like the favorite person you got a chance to uh interview through uh, Grappler's Quest, Ryan Hall was pretty cool. Definitely, yeah. um, Ryan Hall was was, was real cool. Um, he's got like a he's got uh, I don't know if it's a tick or what, but like blinking eyes and stuff. I'm not sure. Oh, um, yeah, you know uh, uh, what it is, but real real 
generous guy. Again, um, I've seen some matches where Cyborg was a kind of a dick, especially that Gordon Ryan one where he was slapping yeah. him in the face or whatever. But yeah. like in person, he really was a truly generous person, you know, at the time that I met him and stuff. And I've interviewed him a couple times. Really, really nice. Um, uh, I don't know. You probably don't know who Penny Thomas is, but she's a, she was a world uh, female black belt world champion and um, from uh, South Africa. Oh, and, shit. uh, and, uh, I mean, she lives in the States now, but she's from, yeah. originally from South Africa. She's got a South African accent and stuff. Um, she's, uh, she's from Gracie Humatai. And, uh, um, like she's those are the really best people cool. you got to interview? Yeah, what, yeah. What stood out um, with her? Just, uh, uh, how intelligent she was. Um, nice, just down to earth, you know, yeah. some really down to earth. That's a thing with our sport. You know what I mean? Like, yeah people are just really down to earth and they don't have, even, even at the UFC fan expo, the UFC dudes were really down to earth, you know, I mean, yeah. you know, and they were superstars to us, you know, but, That's um, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who else, uh, mm, uh, 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 Dean Lister. That's cool. It's pretty cool. That dude's a tank. Yeah. That dude's built like a yeah. shit brick house. Yeah. Yeah. And he like, he was, he was in his prime uh, physical shape, I guess you'd say. I mean, he was yeah. huge right. when, when uh, you know, I mean, when I met him and stuff and interviewed him, like just frightening. What uh, what was like one of the favorite events that you got to do? Was it the UFC Expo? That first UFC Fan Expo uh, was pretty mind blowing because um, I had always followed the UFC. First time I ever saw Hoist Gracie in person. You know, um, that uh, again, it was the first UFC fan expo ever, and they did a Hall of Fame induction and Chuck Liddell. Like, you know, I was up there on the podium shooting down, and Chuck Liddell's like, you know, 10 feet away from me getting inducted into the Hall of Fame by uh, Dana White, you know. Right. Um, again, just to see Lorenzo Fertitta sitting next to Brian Simmons at, at our, you know, ringside at our grappling, yeah, you know. That's, that's got to be really crazy. It, it, it was for sure. Um, it was just, uh, uh, it was just living in the moment, man. You know, I mean, yeah. you're just like, wow, this is like, I'm like, I cannot believe my dreams have come true already. You know, it was just so, so cool. Um, yeah. and, uh, you know, looking back now, it's so funny that some of the guys that I didn't know who they were or whatever, you know, um, yeah. Cause now I you see their I name and you're like, wait a second. It's almost like a light bulb goes on. Um, yeah. Like, I'm, oh yeah. I'm like, wait, I'm like, Oh my God. Like, you go through all your like, old I footage, and you're like, oh, shit, there he is when he was 14. Yeah, I mean, Janji Ribeiro and, and Solo Ribeiro, I mean, those two guys are legends. You know, Solo wrote that, uh, uh, is it University of Jiu-Jitsu book or whatever? Like, um, oh, right. I mean, th- those guys those guys are legends. Oh, you know oh, you know who else is cool? Um, uh, uh, Junior, uh, who am I thinking of here? Um, man. All of a sudden, I lost uh, my train of thought. Um, right when I was on the tip of your tongue. Rafael, Rafael Lovato oh, Jr. Yeah. Lovato Jr. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty cool. He's a badass. I've listened yeah, to his yeah, yeah. With everything he's going through right now is pretty crazy with uh, uh, Joe Rogan. It's pretty crazy. He's like yeah. going through really hard times. He vacated the belt in Bellator, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, and then he's been back grappling because I've seen him at a couple uh, yeah. fight to wins and stuff. You know, right. I mean, right. um, he's had a couple. He's he's had at least one loss that I saw recently. Yeah, he can't you know. take uh, he can't take like the impact to his head anymore. That's why he stopped doing. Oh, MMA, oh, okay. Which is interesting. That's it's it's unfortunate because he was a killer in Bellator. And dude, his body type changed a lot. I don't know what was going on there, but he, he, he all of a sudden of a got so man, huge. But a body of a twenty-five year old. <laughs> Like bodybuilder, I don't get it. You found this fond of youth somewhere. He found the fond, dude. It's called must steroids. be in Oklahoma where he's. <laughs> he's on the juice, bro. There's no way. <laughs> That's so funny. Ah, oh, Kearns, this has been a lot of fun. This is really cool. Yeah, man. I appreciate you coming on to the podcast. Do you have like a, a Vimeo account or something where people can check out all these videos and shit? Yeah, I got a I got a YouTube account. Um, Do they have all your just, uh, request videos. It has, uh, you know, actually, probably my Vimeo account's better than. Good point. Um, yeah, it's just uh, Jim Kearns. You know, my name um, is what you would look up. It's my profile. 
Um, and you, uh, you have like this looks like a, a headshot from the eighties. What is that camera? Where? What are we? Where are we looking? Oh, on I'm, YouTube. I'm, oh, on YouTube. Let me see on YouTube. It looks like you're. Oh hungry. hell yeah. Dude, oh what? yeah, that's outside Dude. channel. My friend, my friend is a is a professional still photographer, <laughs> and he's like, he's this like, oh, amazing. the leaves look perfect. Come outside, like, like, all right, we'll put the vest that? on. <laughs> that would have been probably ninety. 98 maybe oh my god I 99 dude i love it so much can you can you send me that picture can i use that as the album cover for this episode <laughs> sure yes absolutely you're such a good sport i love it this picture is, is epic i love it that is so cool i think i have a frame somewhere in my house probably <laughs> i think this is gonna be the best album cover to, to any of the podcasts I'm, I fucking love it. Uh, man, it's making me laugh so hard my belly hurts. Jesus. Currents, thank you oh, very dude, much that was for doing the podcast. Man. I appreciate it. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Thanks, bro. Yeah. I just want to take a second to say thank you for listening to this episode of the Corey Cast. The love and support since I started this podcast has been nothing but incredible. Make sure you follow, rate, review the podcast. It would mean a lot to me. And if you share anything from the podcast, just use the hashtag CoreyCast. Thank you for your time, and I appreciate you guys. Love you all very much. Bye.